All right, Heather, A through Z. Um, E through Z. T. Fuck. T, 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 T. <laughs> okay. You just reminded me of Easy A, sorry. So, <laughs> for this, for, for T, we are going to talk about some uh, news about the uh, the new trailer for, or technically it's a teaser, so it's even better. It's a teaser for the Marvels. Oh, okay. I had to really okay. get very liberal with how I was doing that, but damn it, I think technically that's the name of the movie. Um, so that that nice. that teaser dropped recently, and within like a day, it became the most disliked video in like YouTube history. That's crazy to me. Man. In YouTube history? Yeah. It's something like that. It like wow. broke records for being so disliked. Man. Wow. Still hating on Brie, huh? The Brie hate is real. Did it not look fantastic? <laughs> I think it looks good. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm <laughs> genuinely pumped for that movie now. Like, and that's crazy. Looks, I'm talking about fun. a Marvel movie. I'm pumped as fuck. I thought it looked great. I thought it looked fun. You know, I it looks like they're going to do some cool shit with Photon or whatever the fuck they're going to call or Spectrum. I don't know what they're going to call Monica's character in this, but her and Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel all swapping places and shit. Oh, it looked fun as fuck. Yeah, it looks fun. It looks, I think for me, it seems like it's it's just different than the normal Marvel movie format like it just it looks like it's supposed to be more silly and less of the serious thing that Marvel's been doing with a lot of their movies so I think maybe that's why for me I feel like yeah it just looks like a a fun Marvel movie not like a oh this is gonna get deep I'm probably gonna cry like (laughs) this just felt like a very you know fun one kind of like the Ms. Marvel show But yeah, it's it's just it's all because they hate Brie, and I still don't get why. I still don't get it. Like I just I don't understand. And you know, there I I have a feeling that they're gonna like try to change her character up in this because people hated her so much. They're gonna make her personality completely different in this. I mean, maybe, but at the same time, I think narratively it works because it's been like you know technically the uh, Captain Marvel movie took place in the early nineties. So it's 30 years later mm-hmm. in, in movie time, you know, where she's not coming off of, I was a, a military person and I was then in the Cree military, you know, brainwashed all this shit. So it would make sense that she's different and maybe, you know, in any number of ways they could go like funnier with her or just any number of different ways with it. It just makes sense that her character is different 30 years later. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah, people just still hate on fucking Brie. And I I, I just don't understand the hate of Brie Larson because I feel like you're denying yourself enjoying a a, a great actress do good work. She's fantastic. Yeah. I've had, I had no issues with her. I really didn't like in that movie. And in general, yeah, she's, she's a great actress in general. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't get it either. I know that, man, it, it was so long ago. I used to be more knowledgeable of why or I want to say that there was like. Oh, do you want to re- an, an a refresher show or it, there was a movie, right? Like, uh, what was it called? Um, who was in that movie? I want to say it was like, uh, man, I, I, the the name of the movie escapes me. But I know that there were people that were saying that the movie was not good. And she sort of made the comment of, well, this movie was not for you. Or this movie is not for white male critics. You know what I mean? Like, it was for these people. You know, this movie was made for... Like, she sort of was advocating for there to be more diversity in how, in, like, how movies are reviewed, like, the 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 critics and people like that. Like, she didn't feel that enough, that there's enough diversity and there's enough, like, um, dis- gender disparity, stuff like that, where some opinions are not really the opinions of everybody involved. It's more or less... It's these men telling everybody, giving their perspective of the quality of film and stuff like that. But not every film is a film that they understand. If this film is about, is highlighting black women, how is a white man going to be like, well, this, you know, this doesn't work. That doesn't work. Like she said, there needs to be more voices and more eyes when it comes to critics and stuff like that. And so... There was like this sect. I know that was one issue and maybe there were others, but I, and man, the name of the movie escapes me and I'm so mad. I can't think of I it. I thought it, it was for Captain Marvel that that happened. No, this, I, this was just before okay. Captain Marvel. And so the going into that, so that happened and then there were some other things, but that was the big thing that I remember was just her advocating for like, we, we need more diverse critics and people judging movies and stuff like that, 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 that people are lit, that are credible that people are listening to because the, the, you know, the, the people who criticize these movies and review these movies and stuff like that shouldn't just be one voice. You know, that's all basically she was saying. And I, and I think she's right about that. Um, But regardless, I know that there was some, there was a section of fans or people who thought that, oh, she's marginalizing us. And, you know, there were some white males that felt like they were victims. audacity (laughs) of a white man going, I'm being marginalized. (laughs) Blows my mind. Yes, yes. And being attacked and, no, our voices should matter. And all of this kind of stuff. Because we're moviegoers, too. We pay for the movie, too. So our our opinions should matter and all of this stuff, you know, the, they just completely miss a lot of those people that I hear matter arguing about her. They completely missed the point of what she was saying. She just said, even the numbers out, she didn't say take any white people away or take any white critics or white reviewers away or anything like that. She just said, we need more on this side. Just even it out a little bit. You know what I mean? she wasn't even asking for anybody to be removed or anything like that. So people took it the wrong way. So I knew going into Captain Marvel, 
a lot of people just signed off on it before it even came out. I remember during previews of it, there would be comment sections of people just hating on her, just hating and saying, and then they started like acting like she couldn't act and stuff. Like, like, like they would say, well, her acting is very one note and one dimensional. And it, she just looks like a stone sitting there. Her facials are all the same. Like all of a sudden, these people are acting experts and now they're critiquing that she just has no personality when she plays Captain Marvel. And that's not true either. But th- that was like a big consensus going into Captain Marvel, I remember at the time. I, and I, I, I thought it was so funny when I watched Captain Marvel because one of my big critiques on it was I didn't think she was wooden enough. <laughs> like being in the military, you know, being a military officer, being brainwashed and being a part of the Cree military now. I was like, oh, she, she should be stoic as fuck. She's been brainwashed. She's been in two different militaries on top of all that. Like doing all this hmm. shit. Like it would make sense if she's wooden and stoic. And I thought she was having a little too much fun. I'm like, no. Uh, you need to be more military. But like, I just, I mean, if you watch, I mean, she's fantastic in the room. Uh, She directed that, that movie Unicorn Store. And I think that might be the movie you're talking about, Justin, was Unicorn Store. Um, She directed that also. And a lot of people were giving her shit for that. Like, I thought it was so funny because everybody loves trying to justify their bullshit hate for her by being like, oh, look at every look at all the other cast of the Avengers body language. They all fucking hate her and all this other shit like her and Samuel Jackson are apparently just like best friends. Like that's what I knew. Yeah. When she directed Unicorn Store, he wanted to be in it because he's like, I, you know, like, I think she's so great as an actress. I wanted to see her direct also. I wanted to be a part of that. Like I went to her being like, Hey, let me be in your movie. Like, you know, was he in it? Yeah, he was. Okay. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, if she was that fucking terrible, you know, who wouldn't deal with that? Samuel fucking Jackson. That's very true. (laughs) If anybody doesn't have time for that or has just, carte blanche to work and do whatever the fuck they want in Hollywood. It's him. There are very few directors or anything that he couldn't walk up to and go, Hey, I want to be in your movie. And they go, no. Right. Like, and that's the thing is like, he actively campaigned to her and they're friends. And he was like, Hey, let me be in your movie. And they're still friends. Like, you know, and all this other shit. Like, it's just, it's fucking ridiculous. It's sexist bullshit. That all it does is prove the fucking point of what she was saying should change. Like, that's the that's the funniest thing about it. Oh, she says that my voice shouldn't be the only voice that matters. Well, fuck her. I don't want to hear what she has to say anymore at all. It's like... Mm. Way to miss the mark there. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was stupid. And the thing, and and back just a little bit to the 
to this movie, I think that some of the most fun movies in the MCU are movies when you take these standalone characters and they finally are in something where they get to interact. Usually that's where you, you have some, uh, you have a lot of fun with these movies. Like it was really cool when we got to see two people from standalone movies be in the same movie. And now they're talking to each other and interacting with each other and stuff like that. You know, that that's why something like civil war was cool. That's why something like, like when they well, do the that, first Avengers, it's fun. Yeah. The first Avenger movie after when you finally got to see all of them together, whenever they do that, it's a lot of fun. Normally the films are, they feel fresh because we haven't seen these characters together. Like normally it makes for a fun film, you know, and it's just very engaging because you know how this character is. So it's it's fun to see that character react with this other character that they've never met or this character that they look up to or whatever the case may be. That's half the fun of the MCU. So I'm that that's why I think I, that's what I'm most intrigued for for this movie is I can't wait to see the interactions of these three. Like it, I think it'll be a lot of fun just to see the three of them on screen together, doing things, talking and, you know, expressing themselves. Yeah. To, to each other. I think that that's going to be a lot of fun. And normally with Marvel, it is, you know, that they normally do those interactions justice. So that's what I'm hoping for. It's just something like that. And, and I think that's what we're going to get. Yeah, no, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the guardians movie because I mean, James Gunn just knows what the fuck he's doing. Like, even though I might be sour on Marvel movies at this point in time, I'm going to bet with James Gunn. You know, James Gunn knows what he's doing. I mean, if you need the most proof ever, just look at the Suicide Squad. Like, he took one of the worst DCEU movie, you know, adaptations and went, I'm going to make it one of their best. And he did. And then, you know, he just, he knows what he's doing. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to side with him. And, you know, I am going to have a base level of looking forward to that. But. This Marvel movie, it, it, I think it just looks fantastic. I mean, you know, the, the Photon slash Spectrum character from WandaVision was great. Miss Marvel was fantastic. And, you know, one of the last intro, like, introduction movies I enjoyed was Captain Marvel. I mean, I did like Shang-Chi also, but the last one I just really, really, really enjoyed was Captain Marvel. So, you know, I'm like, that just seems like a recipe for some fun shit. So I'm siding with that. Um, so before we started the podcast, we talked about how we're wondering if we're talking about the same news topic or, or we're thinking that's what we we're going to talk about for the intro. So that was mine is what was y'all's did y'all's match? Did we talk about the same thing? Uh, mine was not the same as yours. I feel like mine and Jason's might be the same. Is it about our um, our um, our friend, Mister Majors? Is that what you're thinking about? Yep. 
That was what yeah. I was thinking. Jonathan about. Majors and how he got uh, dropped from some roles. And I think his uh, agent his, uh, let him go. PR. His public his PR let him go. Yeah, yeah. His PR rep dropped him, uh, lost some roles. He was apparently the front runner for an Otis Redding movie. Got dropped from that. What else did he get dropped from? I don't know of anything else. That's the one I, I mean, know he off got, the top of my head. He got dropped as uh, Kang, didn't he? Did he officially? I, never, I haven't seen I that. Thought, I thought he got dropped as Kang. Maybe I'm mistaken, oh, but not, I thought so. That I didn't hear, but it might be. But even if it's not official, it might be just around the corner because didn't yeah. they say that some women, like the DA or Other whatever, there are there some women that came forward and said that they were going to participate in like the prosecution against him and stuff like that. Like it's not looking good from what I understand. Well, yes. So that was the thing is other women have since come forward saying he is abusive and all these other things. And the D uh, the DA of New York was looking into those and investigating. And so I don't say, I don't see anything saying it's official. Okay. Maybe just a rumor then. Um, but that's about it. Yeah. Everything I see, none of it says that he has been recast. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I think that, like you said, Jason, I feel like it is right around the corner if it didn't happen. I mean, maybe not. They didn't recast uh, Ezra Miller in The Flash. DC didn't. So who knows? Yeah, maybe not. That's a but way different company, though. True. Very true. So I don't know. I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like it is around the corner. And this just, the, the escalation of this was crazy. Like, just this man's year in general where he was just on such a high note of like two like amazing movies and performances and everyone's like, oh, he's going to be the biggest thing in the next year. And like, he's only going up from here. And then immediately after that is this. And now it's just like, it's going to be rock bottom for him soon. Yeah. It's amazing how things can just change in the blink of an eye. That's why you never know. You just got to keep watching. You just got to keep looking. And it's funny because it's just true. You you just never know what somebody's going to like. And it's not just in, I mean, I think that's in several forms of entertainment. Or maybe that's just the way life is because I can even think just off the top of my head of just several wrestler people where everybody was just like tooting their horn and saying, oh yeah, they're going to be the next big thing. And then just somehow it just gets derailed or they get found out for something or whatever, or something happens or you you just, it's so crazy just how that can happen um, to people um, for whatever the reasons are, you know, whether it's something like you're, you're guilty of something or, it's just something, it's just crazy how in a blink of an eye, something can change. And all of a sudden you're like, man, I really like this person. 
Now look at him. Like, it's just. He's not the one that was on my list for this to be a thing about for sure. But yeah. It's crazy. Like, I was really rooted for him. I thought that this would be, um, definitely he was on an upward trajectory. And now you you can't say that. (laughs) And, uh, you know, like we've all said, it's, it's not looking good, man. It's um, looking pretty bad, actually. Yeah. Wow. But it makes me wonder if they did have to replace an actor for Kang, I wonder who would that be? Like, who are they going to pick? Like, who would that, who would they get to play that role? I think you just got to flip it completely and and go with like uh, a... like a candidate or an actor that's like, I don't want to say bulletproof, but like just almost a full, like a for sure style bet of there will be just negative, like a negative amount of controversy, like just nothing will happen. And you know, if I'm going to throw a hat into the ring, I'm just going to say, fuck it. Pull the Keanu trigger. Just have him do it. (laughs) Just have Keanu come and do it. Just let him come in and save the day. He would do that. And I don't think anybody would be upset if he was doing anything in a movie. So. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing is it's, it's, it is. Has tough. he ever played an evil person though? He's played like, a serial I killer. Know. The watcher. Yep. Have I seen that? Was he? Any good in that? I actually, I haven't actually seen that movie, but I do remember that. I won't say that he's good. I won't say that he's bad. I will say that I count you two as lucky if you haven't seen The Watcher. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe that might might explain why I haven't seen it. I don't know. It's just that would be such a left turn for him. It just seems mm -hmm. like that would be something not in his wheelhouse. Like well, completely, it would be, it would go could. completely against everything that he's done. Like uh, at least what he's famous for up to this point. I mean, it would seem that that seems like a hard yeah. left for him. I'm not saying he's incapable of it, but man, that would be like, that would take him out of every kind of comfort zone he has, I would think. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, you know, I'll say this, but this also goes to show how great of a person Keanu Reeves is. So him agreeing to take the role in The Watcher wasn't actually him. Apparently a friend of his forged his signature on like the contract because they mailed him the contract. A friend of his forged his signature saying that he'll do the movie. And he's like, I don't want to do this movie, but... You assumed I was going to because of this. So, you know, I'll do it anyway. Wow. His friend, that wow. is a sucky thing to do, but what a what a gem of a person but that Keanu is. Reeves still did the whole thing of, well, I guess somebody acting as me's word is as good as mine, so I'll do it. Even though I don't want to at all. I love that man. Oh man. He's the best. There was That's somebody tight. who was, uh, I saw somebody like talking about like if they ever had to do the, the recast of Kang, 
who would they do? And somebody said, um, I'm forgetting what his name is, but he's the he's in the Watchmen show. I think he plays Regina King's husband. Yes. He also yeah. played Black Manta in Aquaman. He was in Candyman. Oh, oh yes. Candyman. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I was like, there was something else he was in. I he know. Can't. Okay. No. He's actually been cast as Wonder Man in an MCU TV show. Oh. Well, he's never mind then. He's actually already cast in the MCU. So. Hey, that, you know, fair enough. He's great though. So I was like, yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to that. But yeah. Um, oh, he, yeah, would, I mean, just, hey, he would be amazing. He would have been able to do it though. He would have been yeah. able to do it. Man, yeah. he would have been a yeah, good Yeah, he would have been really good. That sucks. You know who else would have been filmed? Have they filmed that yet? Take him off. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Right. It's Wonder Man. Give it to someone else. Right. Which is funny because Wonder Man technically has been played by somebody else in the MCU already. Uh, That character, it's something, either the last name Simon or the first name Simon, I don't remember. Um, Nathan Fillion played him technically in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 on a poster. Really? Because hmm. in the MCU, that character is an actor who then gets superpowers or has superpowers and becomes an actor. I don't remember. I'm not, not great on my Wonder Man lore. Um, but in, in the Guardians of the Galaxy, that character, Simon, is playing Tony Stark in the Tony Stark biopic that's on a movie poster in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Hmm. Now, granted, okay. that's just an Easter egg that James Gunn threw in the movie, you know, because him and James Gunn are friends. You know, they did Slither together. So, he you know, it's just like a little thing. It was, you know, a joke, so it's not really serious. But that is just a little bit of trivia. That character has technically appeared in the MCU, played by someone completely different. So, yeah, hmm. maybe you're right, Justin. Say, fuck it. You're no longer Wonder Man. Come be Kang. Right. Yeah, and, he would uh, He would be good, I think. Just get like, anyone else to play Wonder Man. Because I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I've got zero interest in watching Wonder Man, except that he's Wonder Man. And I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. I'll give it a shot. I like him. Maybe that's why they did it. And they're, they're like, yeah. look, no one's going to watch this unless you're in this. We need so, the appeal of people to want to see this. We just need someone good to actually give make this thing interesting. Right. I mean, I actually like in my head the um Eli Gorey who played the Muhammad Ali character in One Night in Miami. I think he would be really good at it too. Um, but he doesn't act anymore. So I'm like, I don't know, man. I just it would be interesting to see who they would choose because it is, to be fair, like it's big shoes to fill. Like, yeah, because he was the thing that people talked about in that movie that they liked. No matter if you liked or didn't like the movie, you liked him in it. And so it is very big shoes to fill to play that role the way to the, I guess, effect that he has done if they have to recast it. So, yeah. The only, I guess, good thing about it is that since you're dealing with multiple universes, it will be easy to say, oh, it's. That's you know, true. 
that that's the one thing that yeah. I guess is kind of lucky about it is he is sort of easily replaceable because of the whole universal, the different universe story. Yeah. Line. There's ways to work it in. Yeah. So you can work it in, yeah. you know, and then what I mean by replaceable, like it can, you can work it in, but like you're saying, Heather, this is going to have to be somebody who has skill. Like, I don't think you can yeah. do a introducing introducing person you never heard of as gang. I don't think it could be a person. Like, well, or or well, it can, but they're gonna have to trust this person to like, because they're gonna have to share Fully the screen deliver. with just about everybody. Well, that's so, the other thing too. Is the the phase five and six are based around Kang? Yeah. Mm. You've got yeah. You've got a Kang dynasty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then on top of that, you got to think about this too. I think they've already filmed Loki season two. Oh my goodness! Yeah, or at least most of it with Jonathan Majors as King. So you'd have to refilm it. You'd and have the thing to is, like, shoot some of that stuff. Yeah. And the thing with it is, like, I obviously like I'm not going to be upset if they decide. This is what they're going to do because I think it makes sense if they, if they have to do this, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's, but I just know it's all kind of speculation right now. Like nothing's been confirmed or whatever, but I, and I also kind of feel like, I don't know. I I mean, I feel like it would be the right move to do it just based off of like what the, what he, if, you know, if what he is being accused of is true, I think it obviously makes sense to do it, but also for them to also their name too, like the name of Marvel, you know, to just kind of not, not have it be the same situation as DC's in right now with the Ezra Miller thing. You know what I mean? So I feel like, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to look at it, it's, it's probably the best call to have to, recast but that sucks that they already shot so much of him being Kang so yeah it's going to be a tough choice either way yeah Mm -hmm. I was trying to think of how to tactfully say that but hopefully it made sense (laughs) no you're good no it was good so you guys want to make that hard turn into this movie? <laughs> you know, I was like, how are we going to transition? Yeah, yeah, to this? Then, uh, There's no good way. Renfield. <laughs> you know what? Toxic relationships. It, it kind of segues, you know. Now, now Nicholas Cage. Maybe he could do the Kang. <laughs> he could be Kang. I would not hate it. <laughs> God, give that man a you, mountain It would be a wild card. Paint him blue and go, go be Kang. <laughs> he would do it. You get that guy so high on coke that he thinks he is time traveling. Oh, it'd be the best performance ever. I, mean, I honestly think he could do it. He's a comic fan. He already knows the character. You know? I've heard worse ideas, Justin. Yeah. Kind of like us dedicating a whole episode to Renfield. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's do it, guys. Yeah. Somebody will listen to me. 
Hey, Cinema fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. I'm Sterling, and as always, I'm joined by Heather and Justin. And tonight we will talk about what we liked, didn't like, and everything in between with the new movie Renfield. We will go spoiler-free recommendations and scores and then into a more spoiler-centric section to allow you to jump around if you so require. Time codes in the description. Did I say that? I don't fucking remember. Yeah, time codes in the description. Both audio. It's gonna video. be a good night, guys. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Buckle up for you know the. I mean, I I, I don't want to speak for you two. All I'm gonna say is this is gonna be probably the most apathetic episode I've ever done. And I do not envy whoever is gonna talk next, because that means you don't get the benefit of other people reminding you about this movie before you talk. Cause I sure as fuck need it. Um, I'll let you guys duke it out. Who's going first. You decide. <laughs> Go ahead, Jason. She straight threw you under the bus. Yeah, I, I know. can go. I don't mind going if you want me to. I was like, oh, Heather's going to, you know, just take being, one for I the team. And then she went, just go. No, I I'll, I can I can do go if you want me to. I just, I'm, I was being a lady, you know. It's too late. I'm already out there on the street. Yeah. Fending for myself, you know, looking out for the buses. And you, you pushed him <laughs> off of the curb in front of the bus and then somehow ran really fast to the bus and hit the gas pedal. You guys make it sound like it is such a chore to like remember this movie. (laughs) Maybe for Sterling it is, but I feel like Jass saw it more recently anyway. I don't remember a pretty fresh fucking thing about this movie. (laughs) Well, hopefully I'll jog your memory a little bit. I saw this movie like five days ago and I'm like, fuck, I should have got to rewatch it, I guess. (laughs) All right, man. I'm in the bus, man. I'm trying to try to get on the the Renfield, Renfield street here. So, Sorry, Justin. Okay. Um, oh, Renfield. All right. I mean, I guess I'm just like, where do we get this? See, it's so fucking um, hard. <laughs> um, honestly, guys, I, I'm just gonna say it. I really wasn't feeling this, guys. I just, I just wasn't like. I, I, I'm sitting there and I'm watching this and I'm like. I'm not feeling it, man. Like, like that, 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 that is literally what my thoughts were as I was watching it. And that, that's not to say that the movie is terrible or anything. There are some concepts that I liked in this. There, there's one story that I think the main story that, that is a, that I think is a compelling story with the with the with Renfield's relationship with Dracula and and Nicholas Holt Nicholas Cage I think that they their dynamic was good I thought I thought that Nicholas Cage acted well as Dracula though I'm not the biggest fan of comedic kind of over the topish haha funny Dracula I like my Dracula really serious I like my Dracula brooding. I like my Dracula, you know, 
sad and lonely and vindictive and vengeful and dangerous and, you know, destroying people. I like that. I like my Dracula like that. You know, that that's the Dracula I like. The comedy Dracula stuff, I'm, I've, I've never, I, it doesn't matter what you're talking about, Blackula, Dr- Dr- Dracula dead and loving it, or any of the other countless. I, I have a soft spot for Dracula dead and loving it. You do? I shouldn't. Really? I, I know I shouldn't. But it's Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen is tight, though. And the, now, <laughs> Naked Gun, I love. The Naked Guns, I love. But, man, I couldn't get down with that. But maybe it's because I do. I have this bias. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like a certain characterization Dracula. that you like. Yeah, yeah, it's a certain characterization. Some characters, and I mean, that's not to say that there aren't good comedies that involve vampires or Dracula and stuff like that. There are. I, I can't say that they're all bad or anything like that. I'm not going to go that extreme. But it's not my cup of tea. So. I'm normally not as high on things like that. But with that being said, I did like Nicolas Cage in this. Whoever had the thought that, hey, Nicolas Cage as a as Dracula, whoever had that thought, I can't say that it was a bad idea because I did like him in this. Now, he wasn't in this enough, though. So that was a problem. Uh, but I w- didn't mind... Nicolas Cage's performance. Like I said, the main story of this, which is the the story about Renfield and his relationship with Dracula and that character's journey is good. But then there's this other story with this other character. And it is a typical by the numbers like story that we've seen a million times and And as much as I like Aquafina, like as much as I like her and her acting and her comedic timing and everything like that, which a lot of that is here, which I think is what she helps keep the movie afloat as well. But this character, I didn't care for this character story. I just didn't. The, 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 without saying too much about it, the, cop story that they came up with is just not interesting at all. And the part that was interesting, we had to take breaks from that so that we could do so that we could interact with this uninteresting stuff. So it just made for this weird mix in this movie. Like it just, you know, it just, it was like, if you have something good, right? Like you have like a, a drink and and it's good by itself. But then when you start adding too much shit to it, it's like not even the same thing anymore. Or like it's or, or like a food that you like and then somebody puts too much. It's like a dish with too much salt or too much pepper or too much, you know, after a while it kind of loses what makes it good. And I feel like that's uh, unfortunately what happened to this. Like the the parts that were good are good. And I did like them and I was genuinely entertained by those aspects of the film. But 
then they keep they keep sprinkling on this other stuff. And I feel like overall it just it just made me kind of lose interest. I just wasn't feeling what was happening. The stuff I wanted to see, I wasn't seeing. And then I was somewhat annoyed by what I was seeing because we had to combine all these concepts. And I just don't think the movie worked when it was doing that. Unfortunately, that's a lot of the movie. So there are a lot of characters that are kind of throwaway. And I wasn't, I just wasn't feeling them. But they're a good portion of this movie. And I wish it was more Nicolas Cage. I wish it was more Nicholas Holt and his interactions with like the better people um, in this movie. And I think when, whenever the movie was doing that, it, I, I, I enjoyed it, but that is not the whole movie. You know, half of it is this other thing. And I just don't think that other thing was good. So it really like, so it's in a weird way, it sort of just brought this movie down a bunch of notches for me. And then overall, the story was fine. You know, everything happens about the way that you would expect it to happen. You you could kind of tell even from the previews what this was probably going to be and how this was probably going to end. And I do like the underlying message about toxic relationships and getting out from under people that are that that are toxic in your life and trying to control you, et cetera, et cetera. There is a message and a thing that the movie is trying to say in that part of it that I thought was good. But unfortunately that is not the entirety of this message. There's other stuff here that I just don't know if we need it, man. I just wish we, we could have cut that out, but it feels like if we cut that out, then you've got like a 35 minute movie. But but hell, maybe that would have been better. <laughs> maybe that would have been better than what we got. So yeah, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Um, it's not like I said; it's not terrible. It's not terrible dialogue. I, I laughed maybe a time or two at, at at some of the jokes, but not a lot of it landed with me. Honestly, I was more entertained by performances more than I was lines or jokes or anything like that. The movie is its funniest or most entertaining when these actors are just getting to act and bring their sort of style and mannerisms and things like that to what's being said more than it was the script and it writing for jokes. I didn't think that was, as, that was as effective. It, it was more the acting that was more effective for me. So, yeah, uh, I think that's the the best that I can say about it without spoiling anything. Definitely a mixed bag, but it's more leaning downward for me. What about from the bus driver? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think you have a a really valid point about it's the, the acting and the mannerisms and the way the types of performances being brought to the characters that is more interesting about this movie for the most part. Um, and you're, I think you're right about the Aquafina storyline. Um, I didn't think about it in the moment, but yeah, it, it was, it was pretty lacking in a lot of ways. Um, but again, yeah, I like Aquafina. So it was just kind of like there, there were some things they did with her, like when her, with her interactions with uh, Nicholas Holt that I, I did enjoy. 
So, um, but yeah, I think you're right. Like the very basic story of, you know, her, her backstory is a little bit, you know, I wouldn't say pointless, but it just could have been done better. Um, and it's funny going into this episode, I actually had a feeling that I was going to be the one who liked this most out of all of us. (laughs) And it seems like I am correct in that assessment (laughs) based on what Jason said and just knowing, you know, Sterling's connotation at the beginning of this episode. So, (laughs) um, I, and again, it was, it wasn't like this was an amazing movie or anything like that, but it was fine. I mean, I, I was entertained by it because of, I guess, in a sense, the psychology of what they bring to that exploring the toxic relationship that uh, Renfield and Dracula have, like, because it, I think it was just a kind of clever and creative take on those characters, you know, and just sort of, it's just a type of story about them that I, I hadn't seen explored before in a different, you know, in any other different movie. So I thought that was kind of interesting. It was, it was a clever take on it. Um, and I just like the whole idea of him going to this support group to kind of learn how to deal with it. And I just thought that was a, you know, funny, like modern way for him to kind of be handling his situation. And um, I think that, Honestly, the support group, you know, they gave good advice, things like that. Like, I just feel like um, it was for me, I feel like there were some very endearing moments in the movie, uh, mostly from Nicholas Holt's character. I think he was a very endearing character. I actually really liked everything that he did in his performance, his, you know, like the the earnestness of, of what he's doing and the sincerity and just kind of like the. Um, I wouldn't say innocent mind, but just that very kind of uh, ignorance is bliss sort of thing that he has about his personality. I just really enjoyed everything that he brought to the Renfield character. And um, so I think that the reason I like this movie more is probably because of his performance and also Nick Cage. I mean, he, you just let, basically it felt like they just let him do his thing (laughs) they were just like nick cage do nick cage things as dracula and we're gonna make it work and it did like (laughs) it just he he was so unhinged in in different areas of this movie and it was really entertaining and it's very on brand for nicholas cage i mean i don't really expect anything else and so i i knew what i was getting from the type of dracula that he was gonna bring and I, I'm okay with it. Totally okay with how he, how he was in this film. And I do think that uh, Ben Schwartz, who plays the villain, I actually think he did a really good job. I think he kind of stood out because um, I've only seen him as John Ralphio in Parks and Rec. <laughs> so I thought it was kind of cool to see him being this very different uh, type of character in this. And I, I enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, I think that there's characters that have things about them that I enjoyed. And that's sort of what made this movie work for me more than anything else. But again, the underlying message of dealing with a toxic relationship and, and dealing with your own feelings and, um, you know, trying to understand, are you a good person? And, you know, having these 
obvious things that you struggle with, but trying to be better than that and not let that be what defines you. And those types of things were really cool in this. But again, it was just a very, um, like I, I completely get what, what you mean about like, it's, it's just a very good. It's not going to be very memorable. I would say it's not going to be a very memorable movie. So I understand why people aren't super high on this one. Um, it was fine for me. I, I think I, I kind of lean kind of how you do Jason in the very middle of the road with it, except mine leans just slightly higher and yours is, I guess, downward. So, but yeah, it's, it's fine. It's a fine movie. I, I didn't hate it or anything. I think the action was pretty cool and well done. And yeah, it was fine. It was a fine movie for me. I still don't really have much to say. Um, <laughs> you guys do remind me of a few things. Um, I, I did like Nicolas Cage in this movie. I agree with you, Justin. Not enough. Like, you've got Nicolas Cage as fucking Dracula. Why is he not in 90% of the scenes? You know? Um, I agree with you, Heather. Uh, I thought Ben Schwartz was great. I liked him. I thought he was funny. I thought... Uh, seeing him as kind of a bad guy and just being like, fuck yeah, Coke. That was fun. Um, I agree that the Nicolas Cage, Nicholas Holt dynamic was pretty good. I, I was intrigued by those aspects. Um, the Aquafina, my dad was a cop and he got killed by drug dealers. So I became a cop at the same precinct, but they're all corrupt and that. Okay. Copland. I mean, We've seen that fucking story 90,000 times. Yeah. It added zero to this movie. In fact, at this point, because it was also played in such a just boring way, it detracts from the movie. It it, it commits the Big worst time. sin of, yeah, it didn't add anything. It actually takes away. And then on top of that, too, it just gave me questions during the movie that I shouldn't have in a movie like, the amount of cops that died at an apartment complex, I'm like, the paperwork alone is just going to be too much. <laughs> and that's the things that we worry about in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem with your movie. I'm actually worried about the 20 minutes after your movie ends, like Aquafina's got to sit down and do how much paperwork? all the investigations and everything that's going to be going on. The city of new Orleans is just going to have to shut down for a year. Cause they're going to have no cops. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. And on top of that, you set this movie in new Orleans and it is the most bumfuck whatever Townsville USA. You want to call it. They do nothing. To make you really go, this is in New Orleans. Let's let's have it feel like some Nolans. Nothing. That's a good point. I didn't even freaking think about that. But yeah, that 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 was a missed opportunity. I'll be honest. I didn't even remember it was set in New Orleans. So yeah, me yeah. neither. So the, to your point, <laughs> yeah. It's just it's 
It's just a generic place. I mean, they should have just called it like Cityville or something. Like it has the same amount of gravitas. And it's fucking New Orleans. It's insane. But in the end, I'm just like, eh, okay, it happened. They showed way too much in the trailers. Way too much. And I don't even feel like I'm being spoiler-freak about it right now because this is all in the trailers. You see the fucking support group die. In one of the trailers, you see him jump into the priest at the beginning of the movie and explode him. You see in one of the trailers him rip the guy's off arms off and beat somebody else with it. They gave so much away in the trailers. So any sort of surprise or like shock you could have gotten out of those scenes, gone. I will say this. There was one joke in this movie that I just happened to remember while you were talking, Justin, that I did genuinely enjoy. And it's just throughout the movie, there's a character named Kyle. And just any time that character says anything in this movie, someone says, shut the fuck up, Kyle. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. I did enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Everybody in this movie hates Kyle. And they did time that well. Like, they didn't overdo it. They did it just the right amount of times for it to stay funny. Yeah. I think it helps that a couple of times it's Aquafina and a couple of times it's other people. Yeah. So it's like the, you think he's saying something to someone else and it's just like, oh, okay, this is when Kyle speaks. And that person goes, just shut the fuck up, Kyle. Mm-hmm. You're like, See, nobody likes Kyle. <laughs> so the, the movie does a good job of, you know, throughout the movie making you go, yeah, shut the fuck up, Kyle. Does a good job of pulling you onto their side. I mean, I don't know what Kyle did, but it was just funny. So I wanted to say it too. Sure. You know. And then uh, the movie ends. And that's about all I remember about this movie. <laughs> I've got I've got nothing else. So. Uh, recommendations and scores? Yeah. Sure. Recommendations and score. Uh, Heather, go. Uh, I mean, it's, it's hard to be like, yeah, definitely go see this movie. I, I honestly, with this one, it's really just like, see it if you feel like you might like it. Don't see it if you feel like it's going to be stupid. Like it's, it's, it's one that I feel like I get people that want to see it. And I understand if people don't want to see it. So that's, that's sort of my recommendation for this. Do, uh, do what you want with this one. (laughs) But, um, again, like I said, I, I didn't mind this movie. I do think there were some really, um, endearing parts to it and an interesting creative story for the, at least main story of it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, it wasn't bad, honestly. Like I, I did like um, a decent amount of the things in it. So, you know, but again, it just, the, the side stories, the backstories, all of those things were very, um, they felt very filler, very filler in the movie unnecessarily. I do agree with that. So I will give this 
Um, sixty broken arms off of the body <laughs> with an excessive amount of blood out of a hundred. Jeez. They're acting like it's an Academy Award winning movie with that score. Justin, what about you? With a 60? For this with movie? 60? Yeah. Oh my gosh. The 60s are Renfield 60. A plus. <laughs> oh man. Um for somebody who's like, it's not a bad movie, but yet a 60 is still an A plus for this movie. Yes, my he logic was taken is back. You took him aback, Heather. Did you see how taken aback he was? I thought when you said slightly above midpoint, I was thinking 53 max. Yeah. And then your score started with the damn six. Well, and here's why. And the reason I give it that score is because I'm thinking about our, our episode last week, which was Mario. I gave that a 55. And I actually was a little bit more entertained by this than I was by Mario. And so that's why I went a little bit higher. I don't know. I mean, this is so fine. There we have it. <laughs> I'm just thinking slightly above 53, 55 on a good day. Like you had a good day today. You had a really delicious dinner. So you're like, I'm in a good mood. 55. You know, <laughs> and the thing is like, I'm thinking about it now and I'm like, I guess it wasn't that much better than Mario. Like, hey, no, it's, I, fair. It, it's fair. Keep, you it, know keep what? your score. Keep your score. No, no. I, I do want to rescind that. I'll, I'll give it a 56. 56. No, no, no. Keep your 60. I'm, I'm, no. you, you, you use your logic. You're fine with it. I'm just, I'm using my thought process of when I like get it, slightly but, above. No, but, you know, talking it through, I'm like, yeah, it might, that might be a little too generous. Like as much as I'm like, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. I mean, I guess it wasn't fine enough to be in the 60s. So 57, 56, I'm sorry, 56 <laughs> All right, is my final score. Heather, yes. you said 60, 56, and 57. Do you want me to average those three for you? <laughs> yeah, do that. What does that come to? <laughs> Let's see what we get. <laughs> Heather scores a 58. <laughs> All right, fine. We'll take it. But 50, I said 57. I meant to say 56. It was the, the S. But anyways, fine. 58. 58 arms thing that I said out of 100. All right, Justin, what about you? I, I just, you didn't have to change your score. I just thought it was funny how Sterling just went all the way back. I mean, I thought he was going to disappear <laughs> the way he darted back at the 60 score. Um, no, I mean, I know I didn't have to change it, but like talking it through, I'm like, you know what? Actually, you're right. Like it actually might be just a little bit too high. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I mean, for me, it's the, to me, this is, this is a classic, like just rent it type of deal. Like. I, you, you're, I, I, you're I about to steal a point I was going to say, and it's 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 fine. I was like, is there not a more definition of this movie should be on a streaming platform? Yeah, just rent it or stream it. It, it is the definition of a movie like that. 
it's not impactful enough or good enough for you to, for me to say, yes, you should make the effort to go to the movie theater and see it. it this is just one of those, you, did, you, you, don't, you don't see it in theaters. It finally comes to streaming or it's somewhere where you can rent it or something. And you're like, oh yeah, I never saw that one. I'll go ahead and check that out. You know what I mean? That's what this is. This seems like just a classic, just perfect example of that. That is perfectly where this movie belongs. You know, if this was the, the, the 90s or the early 2000s, you know, this would be in the bargain bin. You know, that this is where it would ultimately wind up. It would just be one of those movies just in that pool of movies. It'd like, be in oh, the yeah, free that DVD pack out. of Blackula, yep, Dracula, of Dead and Loving It, Renfield. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would either be like a, that's a great point. Yeah, it'd be like a Ha Ha Dracula 3 pack or it'd be some look at obscure Nicolas Cage roles <laughs> three pack or something like that. You know, Nick Cage three pack or something like that. That's exactly where this movie belongs because that that's who I think would be intrigued by seeing this is somebody who's like, man, Nicolas Cage playing Dracula. Oh yeah. The, that's why we saw it. That's what we signed up for. Unfortunately, that is, not the majority of what you what we see, unfortunately, you know, even though that's what we signed up for. So ultimately, that's where this movie belongs. I can't justify you going to the movie theater and seeing it, but I wouldn't be mad if you stream this or rented this or say, hey, I finally caught that Renfield. Oh, you did? Huh. We'll have a little conversation about it. And that might be the end of it. You know, I, I think that it'll might be mostly be reminding Sterling what the movie was about. Probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sterling will probably go, what movie? Like in two months, he'll be like, what movie? <laughs> this is how that scenario plays out. Somebody watches it on like Peacock and they go, hey, Sterling, I just saw this movie on Peacock last night. It was called Renfield. I'd be like, Renfield? Huh? Wasn't that like Dracula's assistant or something? I remember that from Bram Stoker's Dracula. Tell me about this movie. And they tell me about it, and they're like, man, Nicolas Cage is in it. I'm like, Nick Cage is in it? Oh, Nicholas Holt, <laughs> Nakwafina, and Ben Schwartz. I'm like, damn, that's a lot of people in the cast that I know. Maybe I should check this movie out. Because I won't remember that I fucking watched it. <laughs> and then, randomly, you'll check it out, and randomly in the middle of it, you'll be like, oh, shit, man, I did watch this. <laughs> the end credits <laughs> come and I go, episode I did on see it, this. Man. Until they do the Kyle joke, you're not going to realize that you've seen it. The first time somebody goes, shut the fuck up, Kyle. I go, man, I saw this. Yeah. yeah. And then you'll spend the last half of the movie just laughing because you, because of the realization that you did a whole podcast episode on this and forgot about it. That, that would pretty much be how that would go, how your night would go with that. But yeah, that, that, that's where we fall with this. It's just one of those. So how about that? We'll give it a straight. And I, man, I really didn't like the Aquafina storyline, man. I, I just, oh, uh, I just wasn't feeling it. And I really love Aquafina. I like her a lot. And man, they could have just, they should have tried harder to give her something that would have done her justice because she's tight. But 
her storyline and this was not. So we're going 49. I'm going to tell you, I, I was at 50, but I just don't like it, man. Like it just bothered me, man. Like it just, bo- it just hit me the wrong way. And maybe I'm not in a good mood. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'm not. I don't know. And what I think it says something about this movie that like, we're still even just like wishy-washy on the score we want to give it. Cause we're just like, how do you feel about this movie? How should we feel this movie? Yeah. Like movies like this can sometimes be hard to score because yeah. you just don't feel any extreme anyway. So it's just like, man, how many points do I want to deduct or give to this? But yeah, we'll go 49. Nicholas Cage, <laughs> obscure roles, three packs. Because <laughs> I, I got more entertainment out of just talking about that, I think, <laughs> out of 100. Uh, like I was saying, like with Justin, like to me, this is the definition of a movie that should have just been released on Peacock with just no advertisements whatsoever that you just randomly happen upon and go, oh, I guess I'll watch this and watch it. Do not go to a movie theater to watch this movie. You are wasting your time and money. And it's because it incites no real emotional responses in any way, shape, or form out of you in it. I think technically this movie is slightly better than Mario. But I would much rather watch Mario again than watch this. I felt something at least in Mario. Like it, this, I just, I, I can't come out of it and I feel nothing. And then I'm struggling to remember it. I saw it five fucking days ago. And I, I barely remember this movie. And so for that, I think I do take it below that halfway point. And then I take it a little lower because the movie we watched last week that I gave a 45, I would rather watch again than this movie. I give this 42. Ben Schwartz snorting a centipede like it's cocaine. Out of 100. That's the only other thing that really kind of stuck out in my head was that. I actually kind of thought that was cool. Um, That makes this official Cinescore probably the most perfect Cinescore we've ever done. This is a 50. <laughs> that makes sense. Nice. Uh, spoilers? Sure. Yep. I got nothing. <laughs> I, 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 I've literally said my piece about this movie. Like, I just, I don't know what else I could really bring to this. Um, if you want to watch a good comedy with vampires in it, uh, what we do in the shadows is incredible. <laughs> Let's promote other stuff. Talking That's about this. good. Oh man. That yeah. Is that good. is very good at his fucking best in that movie. Uh, if you want a, a spin off of that, 
what we do in the shadows, the TV series on FX. Yeah, it's really good. Fucking fantastic. That I haven't seen, but I've heard nothing but good things. Oh, it's great. Fucking great. Um, I mean, plus it's got one of the most iconic fucking thing or the, not the TV show, but the movie, the guys were werewolves, not swearwolves. Oh, it's fucking great. That movie just brings me joy on just a whole other level. Um, I know Justin doesn't like it, but like I said, Dracula dead and loving it. I, I, I am a sucker for that movie. Uh, Another uh, vampire-related comedy that I think is better than this. It's not good, but it's kind of got a a, a place in, in cinematic history, if you will, just because it's a very early Jim Carrey role with uh, the movie Once Bitten. Oh, uh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Watch that. I mean, it's just this movie... For all the talent that is in this movie, they they squandered it. You have Nicolas Cage as Dracula giving a grade A performance, and you go, nine minutes of screen time. Aquafina, who is a proven commodity in both dramatic and comedic roles. You want to see her do some great shit? Go watch that movie. What's it called? Uh, Fair, the Farewell? Oh, man. Fantastic. You know, she can fucking, she can do great shit. And he went, let's give her the, like, one of the oldest stories in movie history. Like, it it, it feels like a fucking story out of the black and white movie days. Like, once they started committing shit to film is when they started doing that storyline. If they had police like we do now, back in Shakespeare's time, I'm sure he would have written a play that was the same fucking story. It's just the most basic fucking thing you do when you don't really know what to do with fucking characters that happen to be police. I mean, there are entire episodes of Law and Order that take place over 42 minutes that are the same fucking story as her side story in this movie. I just, that's not going to rile me up in a good way. It's just going to feel cliche and redundant and unnecessary. Especially when you're, you're telling me with your movie, you could have gotten more Nicolas Cage as Dracula. I chose not to give it to you. That's offensive. I mean, one of my favorite episodes of this podcast we have ever done is when Justin and I did Prisoners of Ghostland. Because that <laughs> movie is batshit fucking crazy. Yes. We could have gotten a version of that with Nicolas Cage as Dracula. And instead, you go, no thanks. These people should be in jail for that. 
Uh, Justin, what about you? Damn, hard time. Okay. Yes. <laughs> that should be a fucking crime. Some hard time. Okay. I'm talking about um, you go and open up Alcatraz again to put these fuckers <laughs> in it. Alcatraz. Yeah, I went there because of The Rock with, with Nicolas Cage. Alcatraz. A better Nicolas Cage movie. This fool went, with the, went to The Rock. Okay. Um, yeah, I definitely get where you're coming from with that. And I mean, the the weird, back to the Aquafina storyline. The weird thing about that is, is that you have this theme about toxic relationships. One quick interruption. I just bought Dracula Dead and Loving It. Continue. <laughs> I, I should have known you would do that. I, I, I should have <laughs> known you would do that. I'm after, surprised you didn't already have it, to be honest. Yeah, I did too, but this. I was like, I don't have that yet. Let me go buy it. Let me let me go get that. That's an old ass movie, though. What what what, when, <laughs> what year is that? Ninety. <laughs> Ninety four, probably. Ninety five. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Ninety five. He's just collecting that <laughs> that uh, ultra pack of <laughs> of movies <laughs> collectively. Well, I don't know if them. I can bring myself to buy Renfield or Blackula. <laughs> oh no 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 what's no no you know what i would actually probably own blackula you know what i wouldn't buy vampire in brooklyn vampire in brooklyn that's yes. exactly oh, what i was God. thinking oh that's on my no. that's on my one. list guys I you know it's on my list uh, my oh, worst my, movies list pain. oh i'm in pain okay um <laughs> back to this so you had that theme about toxic relationships and man i just think that there was a missed opportunity there like the the aquafina character there are different types of toxic relationships your job can be your job in some ways can be a toxic relationship you can have a toxic relationship with your job you can have a toxic relationship with your boss with different people. You know what I mean? Like, I think that there was an opportunity to make some of these stories correlate and give us different angles, different views of what a toxic relationship is like in different forms. And I think maybe if you had tried to attack it that way and maybe given the characters some sort of parallel lining like that, Maybe it would have served the movie better, but it was just so hard to accept how everything was coming together, which I mean, it it does come together and and to tell the story, but the cohesiveness of it, the, the, the whole cop dad died. Now I'm on the force and I want to stop the people that killed my dad, this, that, and the other. That seemed like a completely different movie from the 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 focus and what we were watching. It just seemed like too much of an abandonment. And I get that, you know, that and, and when those characters were together and they were having these interactions, I liked those interactions. I liked Aquafina and Nicholas Holt together. I liked the those characters when they were together talking about things and stuff like that. I just wish that there was something better. I just wish they had a better correlation. I just wish that 
that character story was more interesting or lined up better with the main um, focus of this so that we could sort of appreciate all these different things that the movie is saying about toxic relationships. But unfortunately we didn't have that. And with um, the, uh, and with the Ben Schwartz character, I kind of thought maybe there was going to be a correlation there because of how, um, because of how um, his mom was treating him and everything like that. And, and the, the, and how she was talking down to him and stuff like that. I was starting to think, Oh, okay. So we're going to get kind of two sides of this coin, you know, with, with Renfield trying to get away from that. And then one trying to embrace it or something like that. And maybe the movie thought they had that, but not really. We didn't really dive into that. We just kind of preferred to be funny and things like that. But I don't know. I thought that maybe there was an opportunity there to line some things up. So it just didn't seem like the movie was concerned with that cohesiveness. And I think that that really hurt this, um, honestly. And, and, and it's just, I can't not get those things out of my mind. You know, it just seemed like it was easy. Uh, for those things to correlate. And we just didn't have those connective tissues. I thought, um, now to say some good things about the movie though, when I was enjoying it most was, was when was Renfield just interacting with people. I love, I liked the self-help group, um, and him going to, the 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 help group and talking to them and stuff like that. I liked those characters. I liked those interactions. I think that the movie was at its was at a high point when we saw those characters and everything like that. And I even like when that came full circle and then Dracula got to interact with them and stuff. You know, all of that I thought was entertaining stuff. It's just that it's <laughs> all this is buried in a movie that just lacked a lot of cohesiveness. I thought, um, so, so, but those scenes I thought were effective when Renfield at the beginning, I thought was strong with Renfield, um, with us getting to know him and what his relationship is to Dracula and everything like that. That was such a strong beginning. Like I thought, I thought, and him talking about how he feels and everything going on with them and, and, and how he enables Dracula, all of that stuff, all of that was great. And I was really feeling the allegory they were going for. And I thought that Nicholas Holt was doing a great job, but in contrast, you know, we then cut to Aquafina, and this police chief does the thing that we all talk about, we hate just, and we covered it a lot, Heather, in that cliche episode where a character just super exposits Mm -hmm. everything to another character in a conversation. And we, and it's just not, it doesn't sound like a real conversation two people would have. I mean, that police chief was straight up like when your father died, Due to, right. you know, due to, uh, well, your father died on the force and you became a police officer. I really thought 
that you were going to be a shining example of what it is to be on the force, but your reckless behavior and the things that you've been doing, you're not patient. You're not waiting. On, you know, he kind of went into this whole thing so that we mm-hmm. could exposit her story. And yeah. I think that contrast is a perfect microcosm for what happened to this. Because on one end, with the Renfield and the Dracula stuff, you did this really stylish opening and exposited yeah. their relationship. And you did such a great job with that. And then when we got to the officer character, we're doing cliche shit. And it just was not a good mix. It, yeah, it just, that's a fair it, thing to say. It, it just wasn't. And, and and it bothered me so that I could not enjoy the uh, the moment it was like the moment I was finding enjoyment in the movie, then we were doing, then suddenly we were doing cop stuff or we were over here trying to figure out, you know, trying to bring these guys to justice who killed my dad and stuff like that. And, and, and it just made for just such a weird mix. And, it, and, and that character story felt like such a weird choice. I, I just wish that we had done something where the, you have this cop in the forest and they are dealing with a toxic work environment or maybe a toxic, you know, something that could line up the character journeys a little bit. Cause I, I just don't think it lined up. So, so for every scene where Nicolas Cage was being whimsical and funny and doing his Dracula stuff, which I loved all of that. For every scene like that, there's just another scene where I'm scratching my head wondering why it's here. And I just couldn't get away from those feelings the entire film. Captain Bus Driver. (laughs) Yeah, Uneven, I think, would be a good word for this. Like, because the more that we talk through, like, the just the contrasting ways they do those backstories for them, you're right. I mean, they just kind of said, Oh, but you're a character. Yeah, we need to understand why you are how you are. So let's just have a line of dialogue that explains it and the end of that. Like, it was, it wasn't an odd choice in that even if we had gotten to see a few scenes of, you know, her acting reckless or whatever it was that they said she was doing and then being like, you know, this is the third time, you know, in the past month that you've done something like this. that's out of character, something that gives you a little bit more like fleshed outness of her character, as opposed to just telling us what we should think her character is, you know, cause like with Renfield's character, I mean, and, and I think that's why I was so, um, I just felt like his character was relatable in the sense of that person that's like, well, um, I'm trying to do better and I struggle and I fail, but I'm trying to do better. And I really loved that they did that with his character, because for one, you don't think that that's a thing that Renfield probably thinks about, you know, and like just to just to make him more human in a way of of like, you know. I've been dealing with this for a long time and like, I don't know, it just, I I feel like that's why it was so easy to be more attached to that storyline because you're like, I know people like you or I am a person like you (laughs) with the Aquafina story. 
And, and you're right because, I mean, I love her too. I think she's a great actress. Even the moments in this movie when she's saying something in a serious manner, she does it well. She delivers the lines well, but you just feel like it's nothing is backing up why she should be doing that. <laughs> why should we be getting this great performance from you when we don't really know you like that? Like, that's kind of what it feels like in a way. And it didn't feel earned. I don't feel like we earned her great performance that she did in those moments, I guess. But, you know, with with Renfield, I do. I feel like we earned that. I feel like you're seeing his struggle in every stage he's at of trying to come on the other side of this toxic relationship he has with his boss. You see it. You feel it. You know, you see the moments of hesitation and the moments of, oh, but he is the only one that cares for me. And the moments of, no, I'm angry at him because he's treating me like this. You see all of it either in an expression he does or what he says or his actions, like you see it. And I think that that is why I was so endeared to Renfield in this. And with, with Nick Cage, I mean, again, that man is just a wild card all the time. And I love it. Like, I think that the type of Dracula we needed for this movie though, is what we got. And I think that's why it didn't bother me. Like, I completely get what you mean, Jastin, about the characterization of Dracula being, you know, there's such different versions of Dracula. And I actually just, I enjoyed, yeah, Nick Cage as Dracula because, like I think I said this in the beginning, the type of Dracula I expected is exactly what I got from Nick Cage in this movie. And he kind of kicked it up to like an eleven towards the end there. Like even in the moment when um, Renfield and Aquafina's character, I don't remember her name, when they finally get, when they get the protection circle and they get him in that and did he knows he's about name? to, I don't know. Did she? I don't know. <laughs> I guess I could IMDB that, but um, Aquafina the cop. <laughs> yes, basically. Um, her name is Rebecca in the movie. Sure. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I just realized that Ben Schwartz's name is Tedward Lobo <laughs> in this movie. Tedward. Interesting. Anyway, um, now I lost my train of thought with it. Oh, when they're, yeah, when they get him in the protection circle and he realizes that he's basically done for, he just kicks it up a notch even more. And he does like the, rock out sign of like, yeah, I'm about to be done, but I'm going out like a boss kind of mentality. And that's exactly what I would expect a Nick Cage Dracula to do. And I actually was very amused at that specific moment of how he did that. Um, and, you know, I just, just the, the weird Nick Cage nuances that he brings to crazy type characters like this is just really fun to see. And even more so what you were talking about, Justin, about seeing how these particular actors bring the characters to life in this film, especially Nicolas Cage. I mean, he just, I, I don't know. I just, it was so enjoyable and you're right. He wasn't in it enough. And I feel like the parts that, you know, the bigger parts he had in it, were spoiled in the trailer. Like you said, Sterling, that was actually a complaint I had too of like all of those, there's, there's so many good moments 
in the movie that you know are going to happen because of the trailer. And I just feel like they should have toned down a little bit of what they showed or revealed in that trailer. Um, so yeah, I think that was a little bit of a kind of a letdown of this movie. And I, I don't know. I feel like just lately with trailers in general, if I don't watch them, I end up enjoying the movie more (laughs) because you know, it's like, then I don't know these things coming up that I should or shouldn't expect to happen. Like the, the jokes, I mean, it's not that the jokes didn't land in this, but the funnier moments were the ones that they already did in the trailer or um, it was kind of like, like the unscripted things, I think, you know, that happened like with Ben Schwartz character, when <laughs> there's one moment, I think when like his mom and Dracula have a moment of like sexual tension or something. And he's just like standing there and he's just like, okay. Like just very awkwardly. I thought that was so funny. Like, I just thought that was a very natural funny thing that I feel like he probably just kind of ad-libbed in there and they kept it or something. Like it was just a very funny kind of felt off script sort of moment. And that, that type of stuff was funnier to me in this movie, but yeah, I mean, I think the, the, the mixed bag of storytelling and what they choose to elaborate on versus not elaborate on, I think yeah, is probably what the downfall of this movie is. Um, And it's like, yeah, I get that you need to have, you know, a reason for Aquafina's character to be in this movie and doing what she's doing. But they, yeah, they really should have just played out her backstory in a way better way than they did. Um, I think that really is a a solid complaint that you brought up, Jason, that I completely agree with. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's... It's one of those where there's not a whole lot to spoil because, you know, it's kind of a very predictable thing that the outcome of it is pretty predictable. My my only thing I was surprised by, though, is this one didn't actually have a mid or end credits. And that kind of surprised me. I feel like with a movie like this and how it ended with like, you know, they <laughs> everybody's just drinking Dracula's blood to come back to life. I feel like there would have been a an after credits or something showing him coming back to life finally or whatever, because they left it on that note, right. Of like, you know, he'll be gone for a very, very, very long time, you know, but they didn't say he was dead. So I just kind of expected there to be some sort of after credits thing where you see that he's coming back to life or something. So I was surprised by that, but um, yeah. And I do, I guess like, something that I don't remember from the Dracula stories is the fact that his blood um, heals people. I don't know if that's a very commonly known thing in Dracula, but I didn't remember that being a thing. That's not something particular to Dracula um, or at least the book. I should say that's something that some vampire lore has some doesn't it just, that's one of those pick and choose vampire lore aspects. It's why technically Dracula is not affected by sunlight. There is nothing in the book Dracula that actually says he's affected by sunlight. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. That's okay. something that the actual thing of where uh, vampires became weak to sunlight or sunlight will kill them actually comes from Nosferatu. They needed a way. Okay. Uh, a, the book was still under copyright at the time. 
So they couldn't actually do a Dracula movie like we can now because it's public domain. Anybody can make mm-hmm. a Dracula movie. Nobody can stop them. It's whatever. So Nosferatu, they had they wanted to make a movie based on Dracula, but they couldn't, so they made it Nosferatu. But they needed uh, a way at the end of the movie to kill him that was very visual. And so that's why they had to be sunlight. Hmm. Okay, interesting. I did not know that. But, yeah, because, I mean, that was a factor in this movie that I was like, oh, that's an interesting thing to put as a, a part of the story if it wasn't something already known about Dracula is the fact that his blood heals. Um, and then, yeah, it was just very, it, it just paid off. I think at the end with the whole, you know, everybody drinking his blood. Although I feel like it would have been too late at that point for them to be saved because of how long I feel like they were dead before they, you know, killed Dracula, brought him back. I feel like that didn't line up quite that well. Cause especially like the, the support group, <laughs> They were dead for one or two days, right? Before, and they were like demolished. Like they were just destroyed. And then they were brought back to life just with that, with that, that blood. That was so like, fucking dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is like, Fuck I loved dumb. the support group. So I'm like, I'm not like upset that they're alive again, but I'm like, how did this happen? Like this was kind of not I super am. well explained. Because that support group should have changed to like a PTSD thing. If you were going to do it, you all just got murdered horrifically, but you're still just worried about toxic relationships. No. That's the other thing too, (laughs) is that opens up a weird, huge bag of worms of the fact that like this group now knows that there is blood that can just heal anything. Like, yeah. (laughs) And I'm also trying to, I'm trying to figure out too, like, what is the scenario in which they got brought? Like is Renfield just coming up in there with that picture like he had and just like pouring it just like over (laughs) all of these demolished bodies. Like how is this working? (laughs) Like, yeah, he gets in like one of those little fertilizer things or like the little water spray cans. Yeah. that Like people walk around and he's just like spraying water over everything and he's spraying blood. They're just all healing. Basically. Yeah. Like, it's like, what is, what's the actual scenario of how this came to be where you brought them back to life? Like, first of all, it's a lot of people and it's, I mean, and again, I guess you don't need a lot of his blood, but I'm like, how long do we think that his blood's going to last? Cause they're sitting there drinking it at these meetings now. <laughs> like what's happening and why do they need it there? If they're already healed. See, why that's the other weird it? thing is there, it's just sitting there like, yeah. Like we're already alive and healed again. Why do we? Why do we need to still be drinking his blood? Like, unless we expect a dead person to be coming in that we need to give this to you. Like, why is it there? I don't know. Is 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 it maybe because like for them to stay alive since they were all dead to stay alive they have to constantly drink it? I don't know. There's any number of things it can mean. To me, it was just dumb. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why they didn't just lean into the gory comedy of it all. Why didn't they like look all like <laughs> like cut up and you know the <laughs> yeah. he could have had a they could have had bandages on him and all patched up where like body different parts stages were of healing there. even yeah yeah like and so they they're not completely healed but now they're kind of like <laughs> dead alive basically like I think right. that that would have been funny if they were talking 
and sitting in that group and they all look like zombies or something like like, back like Dracula alive, did but, at the yeah, beginning but, yeah but they're all like ravaged and shit that might have been kind of funny like the the right. movie was big on that too like the gore and everything like that because and it was over the top because it's kind of a dark comedy or whatever so I'm surprised they didn't take an opportunity that's to true do something like that there but I will say I did the support group leader I really liked his character too I thought he was yeah, a really good character um, but also my question is why at the end was Aquafina in that support group like what was the toxic relationship in which she needed to be was it the whole police department it was the whole police department <laughs> okay all right you know all the guys that were dead Sure. Yeah. She's so like, I have to get over my toxic relationship with all those people that are dead. <laughs> because that's why you're right, Sterling. It would make sense at that point if it's like, this is a PTSD group now. And then her being in it makes sense. And then all of them being in it makes sense. Because, yeah, also, I mean, Renfield's toxic person is also dead at this point. So, yeah, what what is this meeting now? You know what I mean? So it it was just, I feel like that kind of fell apart, even though it was still entertaining because again, I'm like, cool, they're alive. I, I'm not upset about that, but they, yeah, it just was a little bit, um, confusing as to why, why that group was still that group and why they were just, you know, fully healed with this Dracula blood that however it got in their system. That's fair. Yeah. That's all I have to. I've got nothing. I'm <laughs> I think, just. I think we covered everything we can in this movie. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so, on that note, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. <laughs> Check us out on the internet at www.cinemaslayers.com. Uh, Facebook, we're Cinema Slayers Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, we're Cinema Underscore Slayers. TikTok, we're uh, Cinema Slayers Pod. Uh, YouTube, we're at Cinema Slayers Pod. Did I forget one? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, give us a five-star rating and review. We'd really appreciate it. Shout out to Plug Me, Go, Mundo, Cho for our theme song and logos, respectively. Uh, just remember, here at the Cinema Slayers Podcast, we are both pro-slut and pro-Sydney. Uh, pro Tell your family, tell your friends, tell your friends' family, tell your family's friends, and most of all, tell those dear sweet mothers because dear sweet mothers love. Uh, unhinged Nick Cage. That's fair. All right. And as I always end this podcast, the YouTube videos and the TikToks, just remember, according to Justin, Moon Knight is the best picture winner. The abrupt ending of this one, though. That's what got me. (laughs) Anything else? Nope. All right, cool. We're done. (laughs) He wasn't kidding when he said he didn't have much. You were not kidding. Like, I'm out. This might be a record for, like, the least amount Sterling's had to say about a movie. I don't remember this movie. At all. 
a definite hard turn from the play-by-play we got of Midsummer. Movie's still in <laughs> fucking like ingrained in my head. And it's just because every scene was misery. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right, I'm out. <laughs>